You got anything? Quellen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm back in my, in my, the blue room. You see, I have all three of my swimming paintings up now. My oh, very nice. paintings. And who uh, painted those? I forget. Uh, a, a girl, a, a woman now uh, that I swam with uh, in high school. Um, named Mary McGurvey, uh, her, her last name is Connor now. And uh, okay. she, she paints, um, she does a lot of stuff, but th- these are all swimmers. And uh, so, you know, she still swims too. So we're we're both um, trapped in our obsessions with the water. (laughs) There was swimming drama this week. Jenna Friedman made a joke and you retweeted it and the world went mad. Well, I didn't retweet it. I I think I just, I I went, Jenna, well, let's wait, let's go over the, because she had Brock Turner, the, he's a rapist and he was a Stanford swimmer. And he, uh, he became famous because uh, he raped a woman who was unconscious. And uh, she uh, wrote an incredible um, letter to the judge or to the court, like explaining what this, what this incident the did to her. The victim. Yeah. Yes. And then she ended up writing a, a book about her, named Chanel Miller. Um, so she's, she's quite, she's, you know, he's, she's very talented. I think she did stand-up, too. She what? said she tried stand-up afterwards, I think, to sort of, which is an interesting um, way to deal, <laughs> you know? But um, anyway, so uh, Jenna, you know, Jenna loves to troll. She's uh, one of my favorite trolls, and she, she'll tweet stuff that um, has people go insane for a second because it feels like it could be true. Uh, so she, oh, right. Yeah. So she tweeted Brock Turner, breaking news, Brock Turner, Stanford student athlete who assaulted unconscious woman will speak at, at RNC. <laughs> and part of what was hilarious is that a lot of people thought it was true, which is to me, the mark of great satire is it just was, it was right on the line. But a lot of other people did not <laughs> like the fact that she mentioned the rape victim in the satire because it's like, well, you're dredging the shit up for her. Oh, because in the tweet, she mentioned the woman's name. No, no, no. She just mentioned what he did, but he obviously did it to this woman. So, well, that's weird. Like it might've been weird if she would have mentioned her name, but, but I just thought it like, I was one of the people who thought that it was real. I literally was like, right. Oh, they would do that. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, I mean, because they have they have so many other psychotic speakers, right? But so, but there's I, I kind of feel like there's an argument either way of of well, it's it's a unfortunately it's a public knowledge event, like we all know it happened, and mm-hmm. so it's you know it's going to come up every once in a while, and at least when it's coming up here, you are again associating a name Brock Turner with rape. You know, that should be his middle and confirmation name now. You know, like, <laughs> yes, yes. Anytime he goes for some sort of a job, it's got to be Brock Rape, Rape Turner. Yeah, Brock Rape um, Turner is applying for a job as an IT guy or whatever the yeah, fuck. Gonna... Whatever. So, uh, so that's, that is one, that is one consideration. Although, the, can I, the, can the I just say I, that I don't want to insult IT guys? Backpedal, continue. Go ahead. <laughs> We're so careful on this podcast. Well, it's because I love, there's, I have so many friends who are IT guys who are not. Uh, Insult IT go. guys in the chat room. Uh, <laughs> Take so it to I the comments, you guys. Take it to the comments. Well, the woman didn't say anything either way. Um, so she, but other people spoke either, you know, kind of for her, which, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I, you know, it's... Who knows? Who knows what they're, you know, if you, when you're writing a joke, you pick your words and you go all in on it, you know, and, uh, Jenna was all in on it and it, you know, it, it did what, what 
what she likes to do, which is troll people. And it also, you know, the whole point of it was to point out that the RNC, um, you Looks know, is, has lots of rapists. And why wouldn't they have this one? And again, the fact that so many people thought it was true kind of made Right. Did she get a lot of feedback from, I mean... Like, I, I don't know how many retweets and likes she got for it, but was, she got was a lot it of a- feedback? I got feedback for commenting on hers. I got it. I got like DM'd, you know, you got to talk to this lady. <laughs> like, uh, right. so, you know, it's it, it, so weird that you there. got, you were like, hey, though I have to say that I have done that only because, um, I've been, uh, I, I've tagged people on Facebook and gone, hey, is this, you're the only person mutual we have with this person. Is this a friend or can I eviscerate them? Yeah. And, um, and usually they take them, they come and get them. And, uh, and then, and then the, the idea of like, go get this person. It doesn't work with comedians. It just doesn't, it doesn't work with anyone. And, but, and, and what, and the with fact that people. she was, she wanted you to come and she wanted you to defend. She wanted me to talk. Attack Jenna for that. Just get Jenna to take it down or something. Right. Because she thought that it was offensive that Brock Turner, that the Brock Turner story came up again at all. Because again, in that tweet that you just showed me, she does not mention the victim's name. Oh, no, no. She only mentions Brock Turner. I mean, it's Uh, it's weird. Like, I I was thinking, because I, you know... I, I know now I'm friends with a, a little bit and on Twitter with um, someone whose relative was famously murdered by somebody. Okay. And so uh, I'll just put it in here. Okay. And um, I have since, you know, okay. we follow each other on Twitter. So I'm not going to, I'm not probably not going to make jokes about the murderer anymore. Right. Even though the jokes would be about the fact that this person murdered, you know, just because I don't need, I wouldn't want that popping up on her timeline, but I, I know her, you know? Right. Right. So, and you, don't, you don't, are you necessarily following or is Jenna following the, the woman who yeah. wrote the article and came no, no, out no. and was really strong and yeah. all the good things. Yeah. That's, that just seems busybody to me, man. Busybody and in a satire joke, like the person was mad that they got taken for a buggy ride. Like they're like, I believed that, and this is, and and then literally found something to hold on to to say this is why it was offensive. Is because this is going to traumatize this woman, and you should go get her. And so she probably DM Jenna too, right? The, whoever this person, I yeah. Have to, I, I think it's if I don't know if Jenna has open DMs, but but um. But I mean, I think it's worth looking at if you're writing a joke about something like that, you know, like um, after sure. okay. Kathy Griffin That's held nice. up the head of Trump, yeah. you know, uh, Rosie O'Donnell, because the first thing I did when I saw that was like, oh, my God, you know, like Daniel Pearl's family, Jamie Foley's family, like these two Americans that were beheaded. I was like, that's going to be all over. <laughs> You know what I mean? Do yeah, it wasn't great go- writing. That's my first thought was not good writing. But I don't think she wrote it. I think that the photographer wrote it and he right. got he got no shit for it. Yes, it's true. No, no, that's true. I'm just saying, like, do you have a do you have an obligation to think of the people that might be uh, uh, might come Ooh. across this stuff? You know, okay, and so Rosie O'Donnell point. said to Kathy Griffin, she kind of pointed that out to her. I don't. I was like, I'm probably the only person thinking about other beheaded people. <laughs> it, it felt like it, but um, but you know, I I don't know. I mean, I think when you're when you're doing stand up, you're in a club. It's an enclosed environment, and unless you know a certain celebrities in the audience, you wouldn't know who's there. Mm-hmm. But when you're, you know, obviously on Twitter, anyone could read it, and it come, can come across anyone's timeline. So I, I I don't have any hard solutions. I'm just saying, like I have. I have uh, thought about other tweets. You've been thinking about it for a week. You're like, I, I'm seeing all these different sides, and that's cool. I mean, well, yeah, I, well, yeah. I try to, I try to see a lot of, lot of sides. Yeah, I'm like Lady yeah. Justice, Jack. <laughs> uh, wow, that bitch. Uh, <laughs> no, but you know, you're not. I don't think you're weak if you um, go. You know what? 
I, I'm not sure I want this tweet popping up on this person's timeline because they follow me or they, or, you know, they might be two degrees away from it, you know, like I, Ma, Monica Lewinsky doesn't follow me, but I, I wouldn't necessarily want to, you know, I just, I like her and I know she's on Twitter, so I wouldn't want to like tweet something. Yeah. That, well, might because, actually find it in front of her. Well, and, and people tag when, when there's a joke about somebody, yeah. there's always some dickweed who tags yeah. that person. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you know, if I wanted to tag them, I would have, I would have tagged them. You big they're always, they, those are the only people I commit to blocking. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's just, that's just awful. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, but Jenna, Jenna was like, oh, fuck you. This is what I tweeted. And I agree with it. And I was like, I respect that too. You know what? If you're all in, you're all in good. It was a hell of a joke. It was a really, really effective use of satire. I thought. You can tell it was a great joke because of how many people thought it was true and how it, it kind of animated people. In yeah. my opinion. I mean, it's not an LOLer. That that kind of stuff is never. It's more like it's more no, it's like a, just it's take a, burn, a flashlight man. to you know a dark corner. Yeah. It's 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 unpile. It's like it's Russell. He's under a pile of leaves. What what just happened? Did I just dumb it down? I'm turning it into somebody's dad's joke. What's a guy with no arms Wait, and no legs? What, uh, what the fuck are you talking about leaves. right now? I don't know. I'm trying to contribute something to this fucking show. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Who's Russell? Keep going. Keep going. Russell, it's an old, there used to be jokes. What's, what do you call a guy with no arms and no legs under a pile of leaves? Oh Russell. My, oh my God. What do you call a guy with no arms and no legs who's been stapled to the wall? Art. What do you call a guy with no arms and no legs who's lying in front of a door? Matt. And it goes on like that until this, you this take is, a bullet and you put it in a gun and you shoot yourself in the head. Anyway, so go ahead. This is Elliot Cation talking. Pre- no, please no, no. bring back Jackie. <laughs> Elliot, get out of your daughter. Bring back Jackie. My father would never have told any of those jokes. He would have told some <laughs> long, convoluted, I've talked to him a bunch this week. I I sat next to a pool today, somebody else, somebody's pool in their backyard. We all sat a bunch of feet away and uh, stared at each other and it was lovely. You're invited. You're invited anytime you want. I had a couple pool parties. I didn't join in, but people uh, sat near my pool this week. their pool, their pool is completely in the shade, and the heater is broken. So we just sat next to it, in the shade, and had wind and stuff. But it was a couple of hours of. It's been a while since I've just sat outside with other people uh-huh. and tried to have conversations, uh-huh. and it was lovely. But for some reason, I am exhausted. Just being in the in the in the in in the presence of other humans, even six feet away, wearing masks. But also outside in the sun is very tiring. Yeah, we were in the shade, but it was doesn't it matter. Felt like doesn't matter. The sun gets through the shade. It it, it finds you, Jackie. It finds me. Yeah, I have more mosquito bites. I don't know what's happening. I think the earth is getting warmer because uh, mosquitoes never used to exist in Los Angeles. Um, I am uh, chronically itching myself because of mosquitoes. I was just outside, like right before this podcast started, reading. And uh, I'm right now. I just want to scratch every part of my body, but it oh, would be unseemly on Zoom. All right, that is because we, <laughs> we put these up on Patreon uh-huh. so people can see my round head. And uh, <laughs> I, need, I need a haircut so bad I can't stand it. Anyway, um, let's see. I had a lot. Got a lot of information this week about stand-up comedy. I want to hear it all. Okay, uh, the Chappelle summer camp. Neither of us invited. Um, but are we? We're permanently not in that cool circle forever. Correct. I think it's it's a it's it's a comedy seller circuit. Uh, circuit. But it's part of LA too. It's it's two two clicks. I'm not in. It's very painful. Those shows. I don't. Um, I don't know. I think because he had CK. Yeah. CK came. Chris Rock came. Right, Sarah um, Silverman. Though that's L.A. I didn't. I didn't see one with Sarah Silverman, but maybe she came. Uh-huh. Um, I know that John Mayer was at one. That was weird. He's so he, funny, he's and so- <laughs> <laughs> you got to have John Mayer at your comedy show. That's right. Why that's wouldn't you have John Mayer at your comedy show? Uh, and Michelle uh, Wolf is living there. 
she's quarantining with them. Oh, that's you know, if so I didn't funny. have a kid and I had that invite, I would take it. How could yeah. this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to quarantine with the Chappelle family and just do shows every single weekend outdoors? It sounds like heaven to me. Well, we have a different version of heaven, my friend. Um, it's, I mean, I need my own place because he smokes. But uh, other than that, I'm all in. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It just, it's two stony stonersons. There's just two stony magoos for me. And I, I don't want, it's going to be just an on, just a party, man. Everybody's going to be drinking and smoking and hanging out, maybe having a big, it's very 1995 for me. I can't hmm. do it. I want to do the sets. And I want him to send his private jet to pick me up and people pay like, is that uh, what he does? He picks I don't people know. up. That, that's the only question I really had about all this. Uh, I got like, he's done 34 shows this summer. God damn. That's so many shows, right? Yes. So, um, it's, uh, the, uh, live nation did all the ticketing, right. And, and production and okay. assisted logistics, but he did it. He bought, he bought those fancy COVID tests that the president uses. Wow. Uh, that you get results in 20 minutes. Wow. Yeah, wouldn't it be great if everybody had that? But just the comics and the staff get it. Uh, the, the audience doesn't get it. Maximum of 400 people. Are they they're the masked though, right? They're all masked and they're given a mask as a trinket. And, uh, and the tickets are 200 to 500 bucks each. And, uh, you come and you sit outside and, um, it, he doesn't announce who the lineups are, but it's always Michelle Wolf, Mo Amer, I Amer, A-M-E-R, you know, Mo, me neither. I don't know. And, uh, Donnell Rawlings. Oh yeah. Donnell Rawlings. Yeah. 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 And so, uh, you know, that's a great show. So, I mean, I, all by itself, Chappelle, Michelle Wolf, and those two guys. Yeah, Donnell was on Chappelle show a lot, and okay. uh, he's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, they, they, they take the temperature of the audience. They give, um, I know Regan did one, because then he went and did Bloomington Attic. He so, went to the comedy attic last this this weekend. Wait, let's go to the comedy attic later. We still got to talk about this. So right. we need we need acreage. We need to buy land in yeah. Central California so we can start doing comedy again. Here's what infuriated me. You know how I always say I feel rich because I am. <laughs> um, yeah, right. This is a whole new level of rich. Oh yeah, when you told me, yeah, what what. What that you one could ignore a made. global pan- pandemic. You could yeah. ignore a global pandemic if you have uh, sixty million dollars that you oh. can just. Yeah, if you can, everyone can get a twenty-minute test. They just hang out in a private room for twenty minutes, and then they're welcomed in to enjoy their week or month that you're yeah. in your life. Yeah, that's it's a different life for sure. I mean, yeah, I've read that. Um, you know, like Silicon Valley, you know, entrepreneurs or whatever are doing that kind of shit too. But that's always existed. The, the, the uber wealthy have always found a way out of including the Titanic, Jackie. What? You know, I was so pleased with myself and how wealthy I had become. <laughs> I was just so content with the fact that I feel, and, and I, sh- and I, there's no reason for me not to be, I'm very grateful, yeah. but uh, it's the, it, it's what sort of enraged me a little bit with just the sheer enormity of cash involved here to, yeah. to make this, to be ignored in the middle of Ohio. I mean, granted it's Ohio, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't it Ohio? Yeah. Yeah. We need to be ignored and, in Ohio. Well, yeah, I mean, Ohio, it's, it's just, it's very laissez-faire anyway. So, you know, and he can, he, he can do this and it's, and it, it feels, you know, like, you know, we're all, we're all slightly being driven mad, you know? I mean, I just want to go to yeah. a coffee shop and have, you know, I want to go to a diner and sit around and have someone refill my coffee like six times. Right. And, um, but so, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy these people are getting these sets. And then I did a guest set via Zoom into the room at Acme last night. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't have been more je- jealous. I'm just, I'm full of, I'm full of uh, FOMO. I'm of just life. full of. Yes, I understand. Of live comedy jealousy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Who was the, who was live in the room? It's, oh, Shane Torres was uh, headlining. Okay, 
Cool. At, at Acme. And, and then how many people do they have? 70, 70. And it seats, I think, 240. 240. So, and how's, how, I mean, at Lewis, he might not open his books up to you. How's he doing? Is he breaking even or is he... I haven't, I didn't talk to him about it. I wanted to sort of, cause I want to, you know, I want to ask him all of the questions. I want to ask Jared at Bloomington. I want to ask Dave and Angela in Seattle. I want to watch. Are they doing anyone. shows? No, I don't know. But I want to ask, but okay. club owner wise, I want to ask right. every club owner that I know specifically well enough. I want to call yeah. Wendy <laughs> and yeah. words and go, did you get that PPE? Did you get that? And uh, I, cause I want them to, right. I want them to have gotten it. The, P, uh, the PPP loan, you mean? Yeah. Okay. And But you told me that the only ones that are public are the ones over 350000 right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to ask all those questions, and but it feels, uh, it feels rude. It feels too much. It feels too soon. So I just asked for a guest set. <laughs> and I did about 10. And the audience was spread out. I could barely hear them. They, they have to figure out how to mic the audience a little bit better. Um, and it was very funny. Uh, Mike Hurley was, uh, was emceeing. Uh-huh. And so he was like, I'm going to introduce uh, your, your, your guest set from, from all over the world. And then like the screen came down and it took a full like six. Oh my minutes. God. Hilarious. Uh, it could not have been more. <laughs> Were you unfolding in front of the audience? Uh-huh. Oh uh-huh. my God. It was unfortunate. And then, <laughs> I mean, the timing, I think you got to figure that out, but there is a great picture on my Instagram that, um, that Brandon, one of the managers over there took of, of the set. And, um, it's, it's, I mean, it looked pretty cool. And it's kind of a cool, and it's a very cool idea, actually, because then you, then anybody can come in and do a set. Mm-hmm. But they, but I think they do have to figure out. I mean, it's got kinks like everything, um, and and they're pushing the the in room show to Zoom, and they are selling some tickets for people who aren't willing to come out. Yeah, so they sold seventy in person tickets, and I don't know how many uh, internet tickets, but you could, but anybody could buy that ticket. Yeah, if you, that's, if you that's love cool. Jane Torres. Yeah. Anybody, you're like, do you have $10? You can watch that show. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you're watching him stand and perform and not stand in front of a computer. So it's, that's a different kind of comedy that you're watching. That yeah. It's a, it's a as different opposed to what you're being offered now, which is us in, in our houses, you know? Right. And, um, he's got a, uh, it was a three or four cameras shoot. And while I was watching the MC, because I went up right after the MC, obviously. Um, Brandon was doing camera three, camera one. He was switching. Hmm. So the Zoom audience was getting a different angle. Oh, that's cool. And it, so it looks really, I mean, I think they changed their Instagram name to Acme Comedy Company Studios. <laughs> that's great. Well, the so, thing is, 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 I mean, I feel if clubs can do this, like in that kind of a way that seems super safe. Um, It's better to be in business a little bit than to not be used to being shut down. Don't you think a little bit? Yes. If if the whole thing is shut, you know, everyone quits, everyone goes on. At some point you're like, why would I open this thing back up again? You know? And at least Lewis is, he's, he's still in, he's still a club owner. It's still happening. It's still the same rhythms every week, but it's a little bit different. And the money yep. probably sucks a lot, but, you, a lot. but you're still in business. But you're still in business and you're just, you're rebuilding something laterally, right? Yeah. You're re- right. rebuilding something, which I think is kind of, kind of exciting too, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and if anyone can do it, quite honestly, Louis Lee, he's the guy's an incredibly good businessman and really, yes. really smart. So. And it would seem like it would be a single club owner as opposed to a, a brand, a chain because you just have so many layers of bureaucracy in a chain. Right. Yeah. Though I know that Molly over at the punchline, she's using both Sacramento's list and San Francisco's list and putting on two shows a week. Oh, cool. Though I, though I don't think they're doing any live stuff, not even right. in Cobbs, which has that weird vaulted ceiling anyway. Yeah, but Sacramento, I mean, San Francisco is really shut down right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, California, California is just in a horrible place. But both Northern and Southern California are, are just, are, there's COVID everywhere. And um, 
Plus there's fires. It's fucking awful right now in California. Yeah. 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 It's uh, things are on fire. You guys. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing about Chappelle is it's in Ohio. It's in a very open space. I mean, you know, I wonder, does anyone, do we know anyone with land, like a ranch in Wyoming that we could all fly out to and have like a little show? I mean, it wouldn't be worth the money though. It sounds fun. Yeah. We could, if you're better off, we're better off driving out to somebody who owns something in Palm Springs, you know? Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, and granted it's August about to be September in Palm Springs. So welcome to 111 degrees, but, um, it is, uh, but yeah, that, that would be, yeah. I mean, live day should probably help if we wanted to do it. You want to, you want to do it? Um, I, I don't think they'd help us do it. I think they might go. Great idea. Let's contact somebody more famous. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know. Uh, we almost do know. Because uh, we're, we're currently being trolled by Netflix as a joke. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm about to block Netflix. I can't take it. It's yeah, so every day, every like t- once or twice a day, they say, who would you like to see do a special? Mm-hmm. And every day, four to ten different people say us. Yeah. And all it is is me just being reminded that, that they don't. They yeah. don't. Mm-hmm. And it's the JFL guy, right? I, I don't know who's running. I don't think he's running their social media. I'm sure that's a oh, no. that's a different asshole completely. That's some, <laughs> I mean, he's not it. Robbie Robbie Craw is the yeah. head of Netflix, and then Joanne who used to be at Comedy Central. And I, I I think I have decent relationships with both of them, but um, you know, right? I don't know. Maybe I don't. I've been to Montreal a couple times. Robbie's invited me to Montreal a few times. Oh, there you go. Well. Um, yeah, I know. I know. Um, oh, yeah, the, remember when I said I had a three-camera shoot? Mm-hmm. Oh, right. <laughs> what happened with the file? Okay. Oh, oh, that was the other drama. Okay. So that was the drama. Yeah. Jackie. I was like, I was, I was like, because okay, I had one, uh, my sound guy, Mark, also recorded on a 4k right okay so and then uh the feature that week is cody woods and he's got like you know scorsese level cameras <laughs> it, he's i don't know it's uh, you know these are great times if you're a camera nerd so right. he recorded some shows so i was like i in my head i was like i have three cameras well okay. i had two okay. um and they you know not every single show but most of the shows but that's not enough a, apparently to do something oh, okay. Here's, okay. So, but I didn't know that at first so so I'm like okay I got it I know it's on a hard drive you gave me a hard drive I, I I ended up doing Jackie you'd be so impressed by my level of detective work um, yeah once I realized it's not in the house right like, oh my god it could be in New York and then I go right. back I was reading our email chain with uh, my Cody and I'm like I'm like wait a minute Oh, I gave him a hard drive that had stuff on it. It could be that one. It was all coming together for me. I was yeah. like, yes. And then I, I bought a plane ticket to New York. I was going to fly out on Tuesday and fly back on Thursday um, and take mint on the way back. Um, and you called me and you were like, I, I know where it is in New York. And I was like, roommate. And you're like in Atlanta. And yeah. I was like, I said, I have to say this, <laughs> feel free to ignore it, but this is a terrible idea. <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to go mint on the way back. So, well, yeah. Cause I had a ton, I have a ton of miles. And so yeah. uh, I got the ticket and then it turns out Cody has a copy of it. So he kept it on some hard drive and, you know, you know, people sure. just have hard drive. When they start doing that, they just, they never, throw anything away. Right. right, right. So yeah, he found it. And so, um, I'll just get it locally. And then I return the ticket, but I was, I was so, I was like, all right, I, I, um, I'm going to obviously double mask face guard. And then I read this article on the daily beast that says nose breathing your, your nose, because it, it provides nitrous, nitrous, nitrous oxide is a, it's, it kind of kills or it helps in reducing the transmission of COVID if you're breathing it in through your nose. Okay. So then I'm like, what if I just have a pacifier and I put it, and I put it in my mouth on this flight so that I, I won't subconsciously start breathing through my mouth. Cause you can't pay attention to what, what your breath. So I bought some pacifiers. 
Well, then the trip was canceled, but I still used the pacifier today when I was shopping. I, I mean, I felt so, I was like, come did you also, you was can't it cozy? get me COVID. Yeah. Did it, was it also kind of soothing? And, and uh, you're just like, oh, this is like I'm back on a bottle. Yes, and, it was uh, soothing. Yeah. It was. <laughs> I love Kyle's like. This is weird. <laughs> hey, do you want to do some sort of break or where are we? It's uh, we're just about a half an hour. Let's do that break. Schmanners. Noun. Definition. Rules of etiquette designed not to judge others, but rather to guide ourselves through everyday social situations. Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. Every week on Schmanners, we take a look at a topic that has to do with society or manners. We talk about the history of it. We take a look at how it applies to everyday life. And we take some of your questions. And sometimes we do a biography about a really cool person that had an impact on how we view etiquette. So join us every Friday and listen to Schmanners on MaximumFun.org or wherever podcasts are found. Manners, Schmanners. Get it? Let's do that break, and then let's do that comic of the week. Here's what I want. I want us to do more comics of the week of women our age and older. Yeah. Who, um, that we haven't really, that that occasionally get to, you ever you ever talk to a comic and, uh, and, and they're like, yeah, I saw somebody the other day, and they're like, are you still doing stand-up? And I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Uh, and yes. this is what has happened. So Liz Winstead tells me that people ask her that. And I was like, nope, Liz Winstead, first of all, every year does like sort of an Andy Kindler State of the Union, but but she's yeah. a political comic. Liz, L-I-Z-Z-W-I-N-S-T-E-A-D, one of the co-creators of The Daily Show, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen, uh, literally uh, has been just doing stand-up and doing writing and all of these things for decades. And um, every year in Minneapolis, for sure, uh, she's, she's been working on, she works on the set all year long, like Kindler does, except for that it's all uh, political. It's a, it's a state of the unions, not state yeah. of the industry. Yeah. So Liz Winstead, you guys, find her. Uh, yeah, she's great. Yeah. She I, has I a, people don't know, but she does so much uh, work on abortion rights. I think that's what, yeah. Abortion rights is her dead parents to me right (laughs) people just know my parents are dead that's it that's all they know about me right and she uh she started this thing called lady parts justice league which was named after some guy who uh in the michigan uh state senate couldn't use the word vagina and didn't want to use them to use the word vagina Mm -hmm. in legislation and the um the woman rep who was, had written the, written the legislation she was like that's the medical term what do you what what term do you want me to use he goes I don't know, lady parts. Oh my and God. so um, Liz Winston named her, her uh, the, the, uh, the, act, the activist thing, Lady Parts Justice League. And then that was around for like four or five years and they changed the name because it wasn't inclusive enough. And, uh, oh, right, right, right. And she said, oh, well, we're not trying to do that. We'll yeah. change it to abortion access front, which the t-shirt has the word abortion and then the letters AF. Like, you know what? She gave me one and my son wears it. He would he wore it to school last year as often as he wore a uh, Marvel t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I've asked her for one for decades. <laughs> for, for moments I've asked her. And what I have to do is I just have to ask her again. So anyway, Liz Winston, that's okay. And then we uh Guess what? We were we were being silly last week with Gianmarco Cerisi's last name, <laughs> and I heard about it. But I Did he call you? No, no, just to DM, oh. just to remind me what his last name was. But let, you know what? It's that was stupid. We're stupid, and uh, oh, did it actually hurt his feelings? No, it didn't hurt his feelings. Oh. I was hurt my say, feelings. I hurt my own feelings. Oh, you hurt your own feelings, and so you, you want to oh. Everyone has a name and they deserve to have, you know what? This fucking podcast is making me memorize male comics names. Now, not doing it. Very funny. And uh, go find him. He's great on Twitter. Like, I think we had met once at the Broadway and we've done some zoom shows together, but um, he's, he was, he started popping up on my timeline as jokes on Twitter. They're really funny. Good. Wow. And I liked his I liked his joke about grandmas. It yeah. was a COVID grandma joke that was uh, super dark and very funny. And I mm-hmm. worked with him a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but uh, I 
had uh, so I get a text, I get an email from Sam Talent, who's a, a Denver comic, mm-hmm. and he and I told you a little bit about this, but I'll I'll recap it for uh, the listener. Uh, <laughs> so Sam Talent, Denver comic, has written a book, and he asked me if I would read one of the chapters for uh, the audio version. Mm-hmm. And then he sent me a list of the comics that are already uh, doing it. It's Kyle Kinane, Sam, uh, Doug Stanhope. And uh, and I was like, well, what does that pay? Because uh, that's what I'm like. And because sure. um, uh, I have to make <laughs> some sort of a living right now. Yes. Um, and um, and he was like, I don't know. I don't know. What, what would you charge? And I was like, well, what are you paying the guys? And uh, and then it turns out those two guys are super close friends with Sam Talent and are volunteering. They're doing it for free. <laughs> <laughs> and here's yeah, you fucked yourself over, Jackie. I didn't fuck myself over because I am not close friends with Sam. <laughs> Talent. I, he is a very nice man and a good comic. And uh, and I and I and I want to get into I want to get into all kinds of things: voiceover, yeah. uh, audiobook reading, odd. Uh, animated series, all these things. I want to get into all of these industries. But, uh, so I said, you know, I will, uh, <laughs> I'll do it for, I don't know, half of SAG or something. Cause I don't think it's a union gig anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I said, I have to read the book. And so I ordered the book and I got the book and it's called running the light. Cool. Is it hardback or softback? This is soft, softback, but it's, okay. uh, it's, um, yeah, and it's it's one week. Every chapter is a is a is is a day. So uh, Kanane wrote the uh, the the prologue, and this is his first book, right? Mm-hmm. So it starts on Monday and it goes through Sunday, and so there's you know seven chapters, and then a weird thing. But here's the thing about this book. This book, I got you guys got to read this book. First of all, I'll say this straight up: Sam Talent is an amazing writer. The prose on this thing is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, he has, in his 13 years of doing stand-up comedy, clearly been listening to every story from the 70s and 80s and <laughs> 90s because I read that book. I have PTSD, man. <laughs> it's fucking brutal. It is literally the story of a fictional guy in a non-fictional world. Mm-hmm. And every story sounds vaguely like I've heard those. Augie Smith has told me these stories. I've lived some of these stories. I've met these guys. And this is not, this is not a, um, it's neither a vilification nor a glorification. Mm-hmm. People will take it as both, right? <laughs> and I will say that, that the, the, uh, the stuff that he has written around this stuff is beautiful. His, it's enormously, it's literally evocative. Wow. Who the fuck wants to hear that from a comic? He's like, I, <laughs> and, uh, I don't want to hear that word from you ever again. It does feel like a moist word for someone. <laughs> and but I will say this is that because you know, all of those stories, those road stories, those those drug stories, those sex stories, those shitty dude male comic stories, mm-hmm. and they almost exclusively are, um, they belong to yeah. all of us. Right? They what? They kind of belong to all of us as kind, right? Because right? okay. we tell those stories to each other. We laugh and, and thank the baby Jesus that we are not that guy. Mm-hmm. Or uh, we're like, I was there when he had the bloody nose. And he was like, you guys don't party? And, uh, you know, or uh, the, the, the guy with the guitar that beat the, um, yeah, the heckler. Yeah. yeah. So those, those stories feel like they belong to all of us. And so him using... <laughs> Yeah. Those stories in this book initially, I swear to God, my initial reaction was like, hey man, you don't, and then I was like, but he's done such a beautiful job with it mm-hmm. that it is, it was super, incredibly powerful. And then the, the material in it, get this, the jokes, <laughs> the, it's all, it's comedy. It's, it's seven days of, of essentially shows. Cool. And him work in the crowd. And what they are is it's all stock. It's all, the jokes are all stock. Many of them hacky, many of them not hacky, genuinely funny. But, and I recognized every single line, mm-hmm. but they were, they're all stock. Like he's not stealing anyone's act. But then in it, he's also mentioned like Norm MacDonald and Roseanne. And there's a very 
there's a very funny Rose, uh, Norm Macdonald uh, sort of climactic. I don't want to ruin it. But uh, the thing is, is he mentions like clubs and club owners and, and it's super weird. It's weird. I'm like, aren't is you afraid you're not gonna... Real club owners' names? Real club owners' names. In real a novel? comics. Real comics. Wow. Yeah. The main character is fictionalized. Interesting. But did you ever do Wits End outside of Denver? John Cooney! Yes! Yes! Many Gosh, times. This, he's one of the first real clubs to headline me. Because <laughs> when you say real clubs, you're talking about a C club. Congratulations. Excuse me, and fuck you too. <laughs> that is not, it is, it is, it's a, it's a weekend room. And that guy was such a, I did, I did it for years. It was such a piece of shit room though. The, the audience was great. It the, was a good uh, room. The condo sucked. That's uh, when, oh fuck. You had, you guys had to pay. Yeah. But the guy whose wife took all the hangers, so I didn't have anything to hang my <laughs> clothes on. Well, oh, why, what's his why name? Would he leave the hangers. Why would he leave the hangers? They uh, ended up getting divorced. I was like, good. Uh, <laughs> so. Oh, I'm the asshole, but you're like, good. Congratulations for getting divorced. She so, was an awful person. They, yes, they so took to the condo early. They took the headliner room. He was headlining. Oh, fuck. Who is he? And his stupid fucking cunt wife went into the feature room and took all the hangers out of my closet. I didn't have, and I was wearing dresses back then, Jackie. That was in my dress phase. I had to hang that shit up. I didn't have any hangers. That's your fault for fucking being in a dress phase. What are you, you an animal? It made the male bookers book me more. (laughs) Guys from Chattanooga loved it. No, that's a, you got you got club owners going. All right, I get to see an ankle. Uh, so they wore long dresses, but yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> but uh, what my, my problem with Wits End was the same problem I think a lot of people did, which was uh, he wouldn't pick you up from the airport, so it was a hundred dollars to take a cab. Yeah. Uh, there and back, you were only making six hundred dollars to uh i what was i, I had 800, 800 to headline yeah i was okay. 800 to headline yeah. yeah and um and there wasn't they wouldn't the the head the feature the week that i was the first week i was there i got to the i just i ended up staying with a friend of mine i was uh-huh. like i'm not staying here uh please come pick me up so uh and then my friend lent lent me her minivan and the feature was like hey i had slim jims for dinner uh, would you go take me to a grocery store? They wouldn't take it, take me to a grocery store. Like the feature was there. Because the oh only God, thing that was in walking distance was a liquor store. Of, of course, of course, <laughs> of course. And you're like, oh great, pork rinds and slim slim jims again. And uh, so what I'm saying is that guy uh, ran a tight ship, uh, a, a tight shitty ship. Right. And um, but it's in the book. And but the just the names of the clubs and the venues and the rooms and wow you know, that might make me jump out of my skin to read it, it made me jump out of my skin, Kill Martin, because I'll tell yes. you something, it it was literally PTSD because it could have been it could have been me, right? And um, you know, and I was uh I was talking to one of our the you know, the younger crowd. You know the younger crowd. The oh younger yes. Crowd. They're all over the place. Congrats to them. <laughs> And uh, and this one was talking about you know how glorifying and how cool it all sounded, and I was like, nope, not cool. Oh, this her, is, yeah. This is, uh, <laughs> and so and she was like, yeah, well, you know, and and I and she didn't mean it, but it felt like I was being. You ever get that where you feel like you're being challenged, like you didn't have a shitty enough life or a <laughs> shitty enough road? And yeah. I was like, hey, man. You know, if you Googled my name in the late 90s, uh, the first thing that came up was Doug saying that I was fun to party with. So don't tell me that I wasn't a piece of shit because I was a piece of shit on the road. <laughs> and uh, it's so gross. And uh, I, That I should still be your number two credit after this podcast, quite frankly. <laughs> after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Anyway, uh, I can't wait. I, I, quite honestly, this was so terrifying to me. Uh, Sam Talent's book, Running the Light, that uh, I can't wait till he writes another book because uh, his writing is very beautiful. Uh, but uh, I don't want that anymore. I don't want any more of that. Um, I lived that. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, want yeah. to do a second yeah. break? Sure. sure. 
Listen, I'm a hotshot Hollywood movie producer. You have until I finish my glass of kombucha to pitch me your idea. Go. All right, it's called Who Shot Ya, a movie podcast that isn't just a bunch of straight white dudes. I'm Ify Whitey the new host of the show and a certified BBN. BBN? Buff black nerd. I'm Alonzo Duraldi, an elderly gay and legit film critic who wrote a book on Christmas movies. I'm Drea Clark, a loud white lady from Minnesota. Each week, we talk about a new movie in theaters and all the important issues going on in the film industry. It's like Guess Who's Coming to Dinner meets Cruising. And if it helps seal the deal, I can flex my muscles while we record each episode. I'm sorry, this is a podcast? I'm a movie producer. How did you get in here? Iffy, quick, start flexing. Bicep, lats, chest. Who shot you? Dropping every Friday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. You got sh- did you have shows this week? Did you have shows I last? I did. Week? I had on two on Thursday I had two shows. I had and they were like almost back to back and they were all both hosted by San Francisco Comics. It was really uh crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh and Guy Obelum, I did his 420 show. It's Nice. Uh, pardon? Nice. Great. You know, you know Guyo, right? Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Guyo Obelum. Awesome. Yeah. And his his daughter went to Sarah Lawrence. It's so funny when comics have kids and they're like successful and stuff. It's just crazy to me. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was that was a lot of fun. And then um, Marga Gomez was doing a um, she does it once a month. They're trying to keep a small theater in the Mission open, and the Mission, of course, is you know being turned into like just a Twitter warehousing academy. That's on neighborhood in San Francisco. Pardon. That's a neighborhood in San Francisco, if somebody yes. doesn't know that. Yeah. So uh, so they're trying to keep that theater alive and keep it in the mission where it's been since its inception many, many decades ago. And uh, so that, w- that was fun, too. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was cool to, to do those shows. And then um, uh, I just had one. I did a – Mike Kaplan had a show with the Nowhere Club, and I did a set on that one. And, nice. Uh, I did a I did a nowhere show. Um, ben Glebe and uh, Greg Proops, yeah, uh, did um, a, an improv show, and I did a set on that. Oh wow! Um, and then um, was there how many how many audience how many audience members did they have? Well, I think one hundred and fifty. Wow, that's yeah, pretty, pretty. You good. know, I think things are kind of uh, audience. I mean you know, in terms of viewership, I guess, or audience membership wise, or whatever it is, it seems to be sliding. Like everyone's fucking over everything. And even zoom comedy isn't exciting. So 150 for those guys, that's great. That's respectable. That's mm-hmm. super. Yeah, it's great. And, um, I did that. And then I did my a Friday night show because this weekend's been so busy and I couldn't do Sunday. I couldn't do today. Yeah. Uh, so instead of doing my regular Sunday show, I did a Friday night show. And mm-hmm. um, I asked you if you wanted to guess it. You could not. Right. And uh, so I got Kira and Aaron Foley. Both good sets. That's fun, man. It was super fun. They were they were hilarious, as you can imagine. Um, Proops, um, Crystal. Oh, what is her last name? Crystal. Who hosted the Proops? Ben Glebe. Uh, Crystal with a K, I think. Um, uh She's great. Anyway. Oh, um, she's been a comic of the week, right? She's been a comic of the week. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I forget her last name too. Hey, did you put up, so we, we have a fan Byron who made a Spotify list. I'm oh, putting it on our, um, I will, it will be up on our, our thing. Yeah. Yes. And then you can do the link also to, uh, uh, Amy Miller made a Pandora list. So Byron makes a, spat, a Spotify list. So if you listen to Spotify, you can listen to Comics of the Week Spotify list. Or if you use Pandora, uh, Amy Miller made a Pandora list, and you can listen to it uh, on Pandora. It'll be on our Comic of the Week uh, webpage when this loads. Crystal Adams. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That sounds, yeah. That sounds right. Right. Anyway, uh, she was great. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then I just did the Acme set and... The bits are the, the bits are coming along actually. I, on the Good Friday set, I just did thirty, right? And uh, I decided to open with my closer, and then just see where it went and try mm-hmm. to re, re, you know just sort of and it it went somewhere really cool. It went somewhere really uh, good. I was pretty psyched about it, which just infuriated me that I wasn't in front of uh, uh, two hundred and forty people. Right. So um, yeah, I have. I feel like. I felt a little closed off for a while, and now I feel open again. I don't know why. 
maybe it's all the house cleaning and everything. That's uh, hopeful. That's awesome. But I do feel like, oh, I want to start just putting out, doing a half hour show or something, just letting people know it's happening. So I should yeah. just figure out what you do. Uh, but uh, so this week, I um, this is our, our last hiatus week was this week. Okay. And um, so I- you start I, back up tomorrow or- Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday, okay. Yeah. I went into the kitchen and uh, the kitchen is- uh, not a place I feel comfortable. Uh, I was always watched as a child, you sure. know, by my mother, those giant green eyes watching me put food in my mouth. And so I never felt comfortable there. And, um, I've always like tried to, you know, I took cooking lessons and then my dad started dying. And then that, that, then my mom moved in and then it was all just what it just Watching. took over. Yeah. And, uh, so I decided, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to look at what I have in the kitchen. I don't understand many of these devices. They're intimidating to me. I don't know what they do. And I don't know what food they I'm supposed to do them with. Okay. And, uh, and I started, you know, just trying to figure them out and, and dust them off and just label them like, right. And, and, and I had like, I had like Terry, like stuff, aspirational cooking that I wanted to do when my yeah. kid was like seven, I was like, Oh, it's, I'm going to make a cake and it's going to be, I'm going to put food coloring in it. I never did it, but I still had the food coloring. I was like, Oh, I don't know if it did coloring goes bad. I, don't I think wanted food to coloring goes bad. So, okay. I threw a ton of shit away. And, um, and then I, I, I feel like, well, I, I made, rice. It's no big deal to most people, but it's a big deal to me. That's a big deal. Every, every food that you make from, uh, from a, from not from a box or a, a, a fucking, that's amazing. I think that's awesome. Did you make it on the stove or do you have a rice cooker? What do you got? I put the rice cooker out and somebody's already taken it because it's too many. It, it's also a steamer and a this and a that. I'm like, it's too much. I just want a pan that I, yeah. I can make rice and I don't want Every, I don't want to look at the rice cooker and be reminded I'm not fucking steaming vegetables. It's like Netflix is a joke to us, right? Like, I don't need to be reminded what I don't do. My appliances. Fair enough. <laughs> so, now yes. you have, so you made it in a pan just on top of the stove. I did. I did. Um, so but that was exciting. Not. And then I'm like, maybe this is, you know, slowly I'll just turn into, you know, somebody that can do these things. And I'll, I'll also overcome this food kitchen situation phobia I have and this incredible discomfort uh, being in that space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. It's uh, I think uh, that is shrewd. We have sec. we have like a second life to our tomato plants. They got fried cause it got all super hot here. Yeah. And then, um, and, and then uh, all of a sudden new growth, new flowers. Mm-hmm. So that we're going to get another crop of tomatoes. Wow. So I'm psyched. We have zucchinis coming. We have so many zucchinis. Get this? The neighbors pretended not to be home. <laughs> they don't want your zucchinis. Yeah, I don't know. Why, I did remember you, this. why are you growing this vegetable nobody likes and nobody wants? I why? like it, but there's always a point. It doesn't matter. You, I planted one fucking zucchini plant. But it, I remember when I was a kid, this used to happen. And the first time I planted zucchini plants here in Los Angeles, I planted three, which meant that at one point I had Karen Rontowski film me flyering people with zucchinis at a Home Depot underneath their car, uh, their windows. And uh, we never did anything with that video, but it made me laugh to even film it. And uh, so, um, but yeah, so we ha- we still have a lot of veg coming in. We got spaghetti squash. We got uh, we got cantaloupe. That that's just a volunteer cantaloupe, just fucking growing, and a watermelon just growing. That's I think amazing. Where seeds were. Wow. And, um, oh, we bought a big table for the for the room. I, I'm in the guest bedroom right now mm-hmm. because the other room is too echoey still. So we're we've, we're getting curtains on Tuesday. A rug, right? You need a rug. I got a rug. I got a table now. There's a nice big round table that will be perfect for gaming and for podcasting. And I, you you need like an old medieval tapestry on the wall. Yes, I need either tapestry. (laughs) I'm going to put very long curtains. Oh, and that should deaden some of it. Like the curtain is going to go over most of the sliding door. Yeah, and over the window. So it should it should deaden the sound a fair amount as well. 
What about, tell us, before we go, what about Brian Regan at, at uh, right. Jared's room? Tell me. Yeah, so I got a text message with a picture of Brian Regan doing the comedy attic, and I was like, oh my God, he's right there. And, uh, and yeah. it was, um, so Jared's got the room open, and he's only doing, he's only doing, uh, like a third or something like that. And everybody's mm-hmm. spaced out. He, everybody has to wear masks except for when you're eating. That's what I, I don't understand clubs, not forcing the audience to wear masks. I, I don't understand that. It's so simple. It, it's mm-hmm. going to cut back on so many transmissions. Yeah. You protect the comic. I don't understand why. Yeah. It's you not protect that big the of a deal. staff. It's not that big of a deal. And Jared insists that they keep wearing it like on, you know, on their head, you know, either up high or down around their neck or something so they can bring it up quick. If they have to cough or if they're, if the waitress comes up. No, you don't take it off to cough in a pandemic. You leave it on to cough. No, no, no. no. If you have to cough and it's down, you can bring it back up. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. 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 And um, so. Plus your pacifier. I mean, you're going to cough that out of your mouth. Come on. That fucking pacifier is just weird. It's real crazy. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah. Guess what? I'm still alive, Jackie. Is that weird too? (laughs) Yeah, but we are too. And we didn't do that. Let me take my oxygen saturation level right now. Did you guys Uh, get yours? Did you send us? Yeah. I didn't get one. It's backlogged. I'm excited. 95, bitch. I'm in pretty good health right now. That's right. You got a lot of oxygen going on right now. Well played. Uh, (laughs) So I got a set uh, at noon in the the UK this week. Um, Oh, nice. I I was inspired by your three camera. I have a three camera shoot by dashing off um, an email asking if somebody wanted to buy Horcrux, which is the only three four camera thing I've got. Mm-hmm. It hasn't had wide release. Is it wide release if it's just my DVD? No, <laughs> that's, that's very very limited release. <laughs> who who like? Can you type in who you talked to about that? Yeah, I. Uh, um, so I got an okay. email. I got an email for a, for a, for a person, and I, uh, I I gave it a shot. Guess what? Hey. I haven't heard back. So right. that, I know. But, I got to run up the flagpole, like, man. I I uh, you know I'm probably gonna release this CD, this you know of this punchline sets. But part of me is like, is there any is there any way I can do something? I've got like 20 minutes plus. I can can I just do it? An hour now in a backyard, please, because this it takes me so long to write material that if I put this stuff on it on a CD or in an album, then it's it's never going to be on a special or anything, and I got to fucking start over practically from scratch. And is there? there <laughs> I don't okay, know. So I I just recorded many Dork Force this week, and one of them was Nori Davis and Blonde Medicine, Dominic Delbene. Uh, hero of the world um mm-hmm. put uh, out nori davis his he's a brand new album that he recorded on zoom that is on amazon right now nori davis and i forget what it's called but uh he just did a uh, dork forest about sneakers whatever but um he but he came on he had a new album out sophia alexandra has a new album out alexander yes yeah, she does yeah Thanks. no i don't mean a new album i'm saying a special like like once i put that material Video. Yes, video. Like, can I, can I go to, can I do that? Would anyone buy it? If I'm going to go to all this trouble and not release an album that I'm like halfway done, you know, ready to do and, and do some of that material over again, plus this stuff is, am I, am I now going to be $25,000 in the hole again, hoping some streaming service will be interested in it? Which is what, didn't you, Brenda, break it even? On 45 deaths? 45 minutes? Jokes, yeah, on a, a streaming service that went bankrupt. So that doesn't right. really yeah. help me sell anything else. Right, but th- you didn't make them go bankrupt. <laughs> and and then you got that property back, right? That's yours again. Yes. So mm-hmm. that, I mean, I think that's a win. Like, I, I never I, okay, got my money back. I'm not talking about that. Time. I'm not talking about that anymore. I'm talking about now. Do I go to the trouble? No, no, I would say spend the money now on doing uh, the show you want to do outside in a yard or some fucking thing. And you, and believe that someone will buy it. Do you know what a nightmare, how long, (laughs) Jackie, there's so many jokes. I'm like, thank God I'm never telling this one again. Bye bye joke. 
And now I've got to bring it back again. Then don't sweat it. Then don't sweat it. Put your fucking album out that you recorded over the week at Punchline. Just put that out. And then by the time we're out of this, you will have a new, you have new material. You're yeah. fine. Then you don't have to do those jokes again. <laughs> You're like, I know that you want, the thing is, is, is we're comics. So I just, you just want to be booked. You don't yeah. want to have to think too much. You just want to be booked. You want to sell the shit and then move on. You have to make me time. sound like I have an IQ of seven or something. No, it's, um, no, that's not, it's not what it is. It's, no, uh, I, no, that's I, what I want too, you know? But we, but what we both want is, is the same opportunities the younger comics are getting now, you know, like that's what I want. And I, I think you want that too. That's why you just emailed that company, you yeah. know? Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, every time I see, like, HBO Max is doing specials, um, who else is doing spe- I mean, every time I'm like, oh, you guys are doing, you guys are doing specials? You're shooting them outside? Yeah, I have a, I have time. No, you're, you're good? Okay. I know, and so I know. I, I, I feel I the want, same. I know. So I want to spin. I want to, I, 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 I give myself a minute to get mad about it. Um. You know, people say, you know, and if I if I give myself a minute to go mad about it and I do it publicly, then I'm told uh, that I that I'm clearly uh, a, a bitter old bitch that hates uh, men. And uh, but there's, but if I don't do it publicly, I guess I win because then I don't know think that I'm that oh, I'm so, sort so of so Zen what? fucking comic who's like as it goes, man. It's be fun. Right. At our at our funerals, people will say, "Wow, she never complained about not getting uh, any sort of respect from uh, actual networks." You know, well, yeah, I did fucking complain. I guess I didn't do it loud enough. You know, I don't know what we're supposed to do. I don't know. I don't you know. We're we're supposed to go in the hole during a pandemic. We're supposed to spend twenty five thousand dollars of our own money during a pandemic when everything might collapse. Right? Yeah. Uh, that is. Uh... I got to go. It's so frustrating. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.